Welcome back to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan. There's a pretty good chance that as a child, you learned to ride a bike and enjoyed that feeling of freedom as you rode around your neighborhood. The fact is, no matter how old you are, as long as you're in reasonably good shape, you can still enjoy getting on a bicycle and going for a ride. In this program, we'll hear reasons why biking is good for you and get some tips on riding safely. Join me now as we meet biking expert Doug Ballou, who works for the city of Austin, Texas. I'm here today with Doug Ballou, who is the Injury Prevention Program Coordinator for Austin Public Health, um, and your area of expertise is bike safety and bike riding and all kinds of things related to it's biking. It's one of my areas of expertise. Uh, yes, I address all uh, different forms of unintentional injuries. Uh, but uh, bicycling is one that it's my favorite one, and I'm also an avid bicyclist, so um, I enjoy teaching others to be safe when they're cycling as well. Right. So, how did you get? How did you first get interested in biking? Give us a little background on yourself. Okay. Uh, well, as a kid. Um, we would, our hero was Evil Knievel, and so uh, we would fix up our little bikes and jump ramps, and uh, unfortunately back in those days we didn't have helmets, and, and um, I can remember hitting my head a couple of times and uh, wondering if, if that headache later in the day was related to my, my bump uh, earlier in the day, and I, I think it probably was. Um, but then um, I guess um, the, really the only period in, in my life where I didn't ride was in my 20s, um, and, but I got back into it um, in my early 30s. Um, and then uh, when I, I was in Houston and um, looking for a job in Austin, I uh, found that our local health department had a grant a funded position to promote bike helmets for kids. The grant was for, through the Center for Disease Control, and I um, applied for the job and, and, and got it, and I've been with the city ever since. So you started with bike helmets for children? For, for children. Okay. And expanded it from there, yeah. So, yeah, so what is the uh, regulation right now in Austin? Uh, in Austin, uh, we uh, have a helmet ordinance uh, that requires youth under the age of 18 to wear a helmet. Okay. And so, but uh, not adults? Not adults. Uh, and initially, uh, city council did pass uh, a, a law uh, for the city uh, that would require all bicyclists to wear helmets, but it was in an environment where uh, around that same time as when the state of Texas um, allowed motorcyclists not to wear helmets. Previous to that, they had re been required to wear helmets. So uh, folks, you know, bicyclists didn't feel like that was fair, that they had to wear a helmet and motorcyclists didn't. And so after a couple of years, uh, city council uh, amended that ordinance to apply only to youth under the age of 18, and that's still in place. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about today is about the benefits of using a bicycle, riding a bicycle. So um, let's start with the benefits on health. Okay. Tell me about that. Well, um, I think one of the benefit, biggest benefits um, of health is, on, at least for me, is mental health. 
because um, you know when I'm out riding my bike, I, I really don't have too many cares, uh, except for you know the traffic and, and situation. And um, but I feel pretty comfortable and uh, and I know the good routes to ride where I don't have to stress out too much uh, about traffic. Now we have so many separated bike trails and facilities that you can really get out there and not have to worry about that at all. But um, the physical benefits are, are definitely uh, there as well. Um, it's the workout on your aerobic system, you know, in your heart and lungs would be the primary health benefit. And then, you know, it's we have a lot of folks in bicycling who used to run and had knee or hip issues uh, caused from running. And with bicycling, it's very low impact um, on on your joints and, and um, skeletal system. So it's very easy to, to do and uh, you can build muscle and, and build bone as well. Right. Are there any sort of studies related to specific health ailments that something like bicycling could help with? Sure, sure. In Texas, we have about 66% of adults that are overweight or obese, and uh, those can lead to diseases like diabetes, heart disease, stroke, cancer, hypertension, and others. Um, And so, you know, I I think the Surgeon General... um, I think it's, what, 30 minutes a day recommended physical activity. Um, Just go out and ride your bike. You know, ride to work. You're getting that exercise that is recommended. Um, You're not polluting, and uh, and you're you're not contributing to, um, you know, that peak hour rush uh, traffic. All these uh, sort of diseases, ailments have uh, a cost, and, and not just a cost, obviously, to the individuals that are suffering from them, but also an economic cost. Do you have any numbers or information? Yeah, on that? Um, it, it runs into the billions, uh, that's for sure. Cancer um, in 2010 dollars uh, cost the U.S. $157 billion. Uh, the estimated cost of uh, diagnosed diabetes in 2012 was 245 billion, and uh, you know that's when you look at the direct medical cost and the lost in, uh, productivity uh, of those folks through their illnesses. Uh, it, it's a it's a major problem, and um, you know prevention is is really key. There's these uh, chronic diseases aren't preventable. Uh, with healthy diet and exercise, and um, I, I've got the exercise part of, of it covered. My my diet is probably not as good as my physical activity side, but but still, yeah, um, healthy diet is very important as well. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan, and I'm here with Doug Ballou, who's the Injury Prevention Program Coordinator for Austin Public Health, and we're talking about bicycling. And uh, you were just telling me about, uh, of course, all these um, major diseases, health problems that Americans suffer from. And while we're not saying that biking is going to cure all of them, we are saying that um, certainly that kind of exercise can be helpful in maybe preventing some of these uh, diseases. Uh, but then there are also environmental costs. So um, if more people rode bikes rather than driving cars, um, what kind of an effect might that have on our uh, issues with global warming, climate change, and 
those big issues. I did a little research and found that when they had the Olympics in Atlanta in 1996, they had a lot of car travel restrictions. Uh, so morning traffic was reduced by 23% uh, just because, you know, they didn't allow uh, motor vehicles in certain areas. Um, and the ozone concentrations, they measured it, you know, to see uh, if there was a, an impact on uh, the ozone. And uh, ozone can be very localized, you know, close to where those, those freeways and all of that traffic is. And they uh, determined that there was a, a 28% uh, decrease in the ozone concentration. And then acute care visits uh, for asthma decreased by by 41%. So I thought that was a pretty interesting study. You know, back when I started riding in Austin, you didn't see many bicyclists on, on the road. And if you did see them, it was, you know, one of your buddies that, that you already knew. But um, you look around now and, and uh, bikes are in, increasing their numbers drastically on our roadways. Talk about how that change came about. What did the city do to maybe encourage it? Or what happened? How did that work? Well, uh, we had some uh, some great people working in uh, Austin Public Works and uh, Austin Transportation Department that were um, set goals, uh, and we got a bike plan uh, passed um, by city council that outlined and detailed everything that we wanted to do to in- increase uh, the. Uh, frequency and safety of, of bicyclists um, here in Austin. And um, so, and through that, we uh, determined that most uh, new people, people new to bicycling, uh, wanted uh, an environment where they were physically separated from traffic. When you talk about physically, what's what is physically there be, separating? There, there can be a, a curb, an actual uh, concrete barrier, um, and and other cases that can be just uh, we call them matchsticks. They're they're uh, about three feet high, round plastic um, barriers that are uh, spaced periodically next to the bike lane to uh, indicate to to motor vehicle traffic that this is a bike travel lane only and and not a travel lane for motor vehicles. One thing I was curious about is, you know, if other cities wanted to do that, wanted to encourage bike riding, um, you know, sort of lessons learned from what you've been through, what would you what would you advise? How does that how does that whole process get started? Advocates are a big part of that. Uh, we're uh, lucky uh, to have a, a nonprofit here in Austin called Bike Austin. Uh, they came out of two different organizations, Austin Cycling Association and then League of Bicycling Voters. Those uh, two organizations merged um, within the last couple of years, and uh, they've done a phenomenal job of raising awareness uh, to the, both the public and to the city of Austin to um, just to help them to identify, uh, you know, where some where the bike infrastructure is needed um, and, you know, identify a target population. It's 
advocacy organizations are a big part of right. uh, pushing that through uh, through the city channels. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm here with Doug Ballou, and we're talking bicycling. But right now, it's time for a break. We're back now. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan, and I'm here with Doug Ballou, who is the Injury Prevention Program Coordinator for Austin Public Health, and we were talking about biking and bike safety. And uh, one of the things I wanted to ask about is what would make more people start to use bicycles? I think just making it safer for, for bicyclists um, is going to encourage more people to ride. Uh, National studies have found that about half the population is uh, interested but concerned with their safety. And here in Austin, we did a a phone survey that showed about 40% of people fall into that category where they would ride in protected bicycle lanes. That's lanes that are physically separated from the motor vehicle traffic, but they wouldn't feel comfortable uh, riding in just a, a bike lane that doesn't have that physical separation. And, uh, and so uh, we found that about 55% uh, of Austin's population would consider riding in those protected bike lanes. And, and so I think we've seen that uh, here in, in Austin where, especially in the central core, uh, where it's easy uh, you know, to make those short trips. Um, that's, that's what we really promote is those trips of less than two or three miles. You can get there just as quickly on your bicycle and just as safely now as you could as if you were in your car. And are there other types of infrastructure that cities need to think about or maybe even, uh, you know, in shopping centers things like that, uh, you know, so you ride your bike there, but where do you put your bike and sure. you know, is it safe to do that? Sure, sure. Uh, in Austin, we've uh, concentrated on uh, building uh, little city centers. Uh, for instance, as I mentioned earlier, I live in Mueller and uh, we just had a movie theater open up, uh, a pub, and it's still, still growing. We're only about two thirds built out. But uh, there will be a time where you can just walk to just about everything, all of your entertainment and restaurants and, um, you know, libraries and um, all, all those types of things with, without having to, to leave that neighborhood. And so uh, we have uh, also the domain out in North Austin is is similar type of uh, situation. And, and then when you consider uh, transit along with bicycling, 
Um, all of our buses have bike racks on them, and uh, we call it active transportation, where you're walking or biking or using mass transit. Uh, you're getting that exercise that you need, um, and you're, you know, contributing towards um, less of the uh, CO2 emissions, and uh, you're uh, reducing the, the peak hour traffic load out on our roadways too when you bicycle or use any form of active transportation. So that's it's really been, um, you know, part of our uh, long-term uh, plan, Imagine Austin, um, was created, um, it's been seven or eight years now, and, and that was one of the, the tenets of Imagine Austin is to uh, build those city centers, and, and um, so people are close to where they want to go. What Are there any um, particular traffic laws that pertain to bicyclists so that, you know, if I'm out biking, I need to know what are the laws? Yeah, well, uh, the laws are very similar to those that uh, are established for motor vehicles. Uh, bikes are considered to be vehicles on the roadway, and uh, as a vehicle, you have to obey traffic laws and, and uh, traffic signals, uh, stop signs, red lights. Um, there is a movement in, in some parts of the country to, um, and in one state, it is legal to treat uh, a stop sign as a yield sign. And, you know, motorists might feel like, well, they should have to obey the same laws as us. But uh, bicycling is, uh, it's, it's a, it, if you ride, you, you'll know that uh, momentum is a big part of bicycling and your field of vision is much greater on a bike than in a motor vehicle. Um, and so there's, there's talk about, you know, more specific laws for bicycling that might differ from those. But for now, we're, we're stuck with the same laws as, as the car drivers. And uh, so, um, you know, we, for every person that says, well, bicyclists don't obey the laws, I can say, well, car drivers don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so we should both be obeying well, Everybody laws. should everybody obey the, should be. the traffic yeah. laws, yeah. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan, and I'm here today with Doug Ballou, the Injury Prevention Program Coordinator for Austin Public Health. And uh, we were talking about uh, the laws, the traffic laws that, of course, bikers need to uh, obey just as much as the motorists. Um, and uh, moving on to another topic, how, how do we get um, more children involved, young people? Because obviously obesity is one of the issues with young people. So um, what can it's, we do in that it's area? It's a challenge. Uh, we had a, a, a grant here for uh, the three years uh, from 2010 through 2013 for Safe Routes to Schools. And that was a, a program that was designed to encourage and enable children to use active transportation, walking, biking, uh, to get to and from school. And it's, you know, there's... It, just it's different than when we were kids you know when i was a kid all everybody knew how to ride you know and and now we find kids that they've never even learned how to ride a bike and i think there's so many different things that that are competing for their time and 
there's a lot more traffic, you know, I think now than, than there was in the past. And so uh, it's, it's a challenge, but I think we have made some progress in that area. Um, you know, schools where, where they're physically located is, uh, can, can be a barrier to that too. You know, a lot of times um, schools are, are built on very busy uh, roadways that are not bike and pedestrian friendly and their parents would never let them, you know, ride. Bike safety tips. I'm sure you have plenty of those as a longtime rider, and and not only that, but you were telling me earlier that you had a certification to uh -huh. teach yes. bike safety. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about that, and then some of your tips. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I, the first thing that I always talk about is wearing a helmet. Um, helmets are are very effective in in preventing uh, brain injuries, and um, I've cracked a few helmets myself and and uh, you know had I not had that helmet on I feel that you know the result would have been much worse um, but um, just in general though bicyclists have to really be aware and you know ride defensively and and uh, you know in a car you make a mistake and well you're you're protected by a, a big shell you know of metal and thousands of pounds um, of structure around you, but uh, on a bike, it's just you and your helmet. And so um, you really just have to be super aware and, and get uh, try to anticipate what might happen, you know, get eye contact with drivers. We have, you know, distracted driving is an epidemic. And so you really have to, you know, watch out for other people and then just watch out for yourself too. There's a lot of ways to fall off a bicycle. And it really just takes, um, you know, a lot of awareness and concentration and, and knowledge. You know, I, I encourage people to, to, be, uh, to go to a class, uh, you know, Bike Austin. Uh, here is a nonprofit in Austin that uh, has a big uh, push for education of bicyclists. And uh, folks can reach out to them and, and um, you know, get more information on, on becoming uh, better educated about being a safe cyclist out on the road. Right. This may sound like a silly question, but is there a, a way to learn how to fall off your bike so that you don't hurt yourself so badly? Well, we don't focus on that too much. We we try to prevent the falls in right. general, but right. um, just uh, practice and handling skills is is one of the skills that that we teach. You know, just how to better handle your bike. Uh, you know, out of all the crashes I've had. Um, so far, um, been lucky enough that n none have Im involved a motor vehicle. They've all just been, you know, falling for one reason or another. Um, but uh, it just, uh, you know, riding, anticipating, uh, looking out for obstacles in the roadway. There's there's a lot of obstacles out there that that uh, cause yeah potholes rail and, lines and yeah even even the the separate the curbs that sometimes separate the the bike lanes from the traffic lanes can be an obstacle and so um you know it's really just um you know being aware and, and focusing on on your riding and um trying trying to avoid that fall and that's why i wear helmets um you know because if you do fall and and you know, if you ride enough, there there are going to be falls, and uh, but a helmet can uh, reduce the most serious of injuries, which is to the brain. Right. 
Are there any other types of protective gears, such as elbow, knee pads, things like that? Would that be of uh, any use to Not people? so much. Uh, most uh, you know, serious bicyclists would wear gloves, uh, and that, that can benefit you even while, while you're riding. Uh, they have pads in it to reduce the, the, uh, the vibration and shock through the handlebars, and then they can protect your hands. Your hands are usually the first thing to go down uh, if you do fall. But uh, no, um, you know, here in this this hot environment, uh, you know, the uh, pads and everything. It's you know, a, a, a scraped elbow or you know, a scraped knee is is not a big deal, but a brain injury is, can be a very serious thing. So we just try to address the most serious of, of crashes, and, and that helmet is is what we uh, promote to for protective gear. So why do you bike? Give us your reasons. Uh, I, I love it. Um, it's, to me, is just uh, freedom um, and, and freedom from uh, stress and anxiety and uh, just going out and enjoying the, the, the day, you know, so it's, it's just a lot of fun. And then, but I enjoy riding by myself just as much as I do with the group, you know, you can just kind of lose yourself and, and uh, not really think about much except the living in the moment and enjoying the ride. I just encourage people to get out there and try it. I've been working with Bike Austin to train individuals one-on-one -on -one who never learned to ride uh, as a child. And these are adults, you know, as old as, you know, I've had people in their 50s who never learned to ride. And it's never too late. And once you learn how to ride, you, you really never forget, you know, you can increase your, your skills and capability as, as you get older with, with practice and education. But, um, you know, just get out there and ride. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, this is Salwa Khan signing off for Mothering Earth. Mm -hmm.